Hola madre, this is welcome back to another episode of Let's Be Real podcast. Um tonight we are here well, with uh, a, a slight bit of hesitation, you know, let let let's put it that way because we have been <clears throat> riding this <clears throat> Mbappe wave this season for 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 quite some time now. <clears throat> you know, like people people really questioned, you know, our uh, actual motive because most of us on the panel last year were, you know, pretty pretty much done with with this whole saga uh, you know the way how it ended and what not but this year there there seems to be some renewed uh, optimism some some scope for you know something big to happen and uh, yeah i think what broke last night was was a major turning point in my in my humble opinion which i always believed was inevitable you know ever since uh, the renew or sold ultimatum was was made public but um, yeah please welcome our esteemed panel jacob and mo um, how are you how are you guys doing man um, i'll come to you jacob first uh, how has this off season been some time to you know uh, reenergize take a small break but i haven't exactly given you time off have i i mean there wasn't a lot of time off uh, but then uh, i was thinking the initial a transfer market like there won't be any news we'll be sticking to our current squad but then there's been a lot of activity man like i did not expect this summer to turn out this way uh, so it's been refreshing almost five signings yeah and like this could potentially turn out to be one of the best transfer summers ever for real madrid super happy about that on other notes like i tried to get the real madrid jersey uh, i've been trying to get it for the last month uh, but then someone canceled my order then uh, another order went to the wrong person I had to read out <laughs> reorder it finally I have it. Let's go. Nice. Nice. Do 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 you like the do you like the fit like some people were not to impressed me being one of them. Like do you really dig it more than last year's home kit? No nah, man, it's just maybe it looks hot on uh, Jude Bellingham but if I wear it I just I can't pull it off. Yeah. Even Tony Cruz as well, you know. Uh yeah. he he's basically our uh, in-house model but mo bro um how how has it been going mbappe thing uh, i think it's you know slowly kicking into motion yeah, um, mbappe thing is like you know persuading me to do mental gymnastics <laughs> so, yeah, i'm trying to figure out how to do a you know a complete cartwheel from last season when we were like you know mbappe can go to hell now we are like yeah mbappe is heaven <laughs> i i uh, i i genuinely remember like reminding you guys you know like we'll have to backtrack on whatever yeah. emotion we had you know like and here we, we are in the back of the minds even we knew right because uh, like mm. i think it was always ex- accepted that uh, in the future as well if there will be an opportunity of course sorrentino will go for him you know mm. because uh, we are fans sorrentino is like the president so he has to keep his fandom aside sometimes I, so. I, i keenly remember how how vocal farooq was remember you know he's like no 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 way no way are we you know um, gonna you know root for mbappe blah 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 but you know in a couple of months he'll be here you know chanting kilian you know um Man, in a couple of months all of us if, if he comes to madrid right if he comes to madrid uh, all of us will be the biggest kilian mbappe fans you know even going on twitter insulting halen and everything so <laughs> i'm i'm pretty sure none of us are going to you know go to that extent but um i i i was i was very you know uh super 
uh, you know, uh, into the into the notion that like once once he actually comes over, like that there is no going back. Like we'll be completely behind the man. And uh, yeah, man, a generational talent that can really you know like move us that step closer to you know returning back to the uh, returning back to our throne um, in, in the Champions League. It's 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 about time. And um, yeah, like I've always said, you know, without Mbappe, our season's objectives, targets, milestones, everything looks pretty bleak. And uh, yeah, if, if he comes, it, it completely changes the equation. But where should we begin, Jacob? I mean, yeah, man, like we can begin with um, last night's breaking news. But then, you know, when I... St- Thought like things might sh- soon hit the fan with the preseason, like the squad heading to uh, LA. I thought like, uh, hey, why is this Alvaro actually left out? Uh, does this actually mean mm. something? That's when mm. I, <laughs> that's because <laughs> like of of course Jocelyn is probably not going to start like every game, right? And uh, I was thinking like, even our backup does not have a backup. Come on, like. Uh, this is probably not the full squad that's going to be featuring for us next season. And then... You know, Jacob was being the guy from Harry Potter reading TDs. <laughs> I think I think Jacob has some ITKs uh, in the mix, you know, because he's basically implying that, you know, Jose Lu, um, Mbappe is going to join us in, in the US to be Jose Lu's backup, yeah? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually saw a funny thing on Twitter. Somebody said we're gonna go out against Barcelona, and there's gonna be a, a plane flying over the stadium, and Mbappe will jump out of it. We are <laughs> crash land into the stadium. Yeah, like yeah. ready to be subbed on. Yeah. That, that'll be that'll be one hell of a sight. You know that that might that might be something unprecedented. You know, completely um, shooting shooting our uh, you know like um, shooting our. our yeah, shooting a shot and completely elevating our marketing game to a whole new level. And we definitely need it. We don't have the same PR those, you know, Premier League uh, clubs and even, you know, Barcelona has, uh, uh, in my opinion. Maybe get some sponsorship deal for the parachute as well, sir. 100%. Maybe, maybe, maybe Spotify just to, just to, you know, <laughs> make, make, make music, a point. Man. Come on, we don't do Spotify. We listen to Apple Music. Apple Music, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Our, our podcast is hosted by Spotify. Um, that is a shame, but you know, here we are. But we are available yeah. on Apple Music too, sir. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, we don't discriminate. We don't, we don't shut off our listeners, right? Uh, before we kind of get into things, um, we have a few comments. Moji's big up yourself, man. Uh, City fan. Uh, he says, send Valverde to City to make room for Mbappe. He he's basically you know uh, being our. Uh, um, maybe, maybe they can send Haaland to Madrid to make room for Valverde. So. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good plan, you know. Haaland, Mbappe, Vinicius, boy, who's gonna stop that? You know. Um, so, Mojis, before you make such claims, maybe think about what's gonna happen when Haaland leaves. Yeah, and it's it's gonna be pretty soon. Um, right, Tinova says off topic. I was hoping we get Musa Diaby from Leverkusen, then to Aston Villa for fifty million. I have no idea how that happened, man. Honestly, it it, it is just mind-boggling how how I man. Think it was more uh, than fifty million, just to. I think it was more than fifty million, right? Sixty million or something. I'm not sure uh, about about the fees because I I just read it, um, you know, a couple hours back. But the very fact that he's going to a mid-table club in England, where he could have 
he i'm pretty sure he had so many suitors right like from top clubs all across europe but maybe the money i i don't think so i think the last the biggest thing uh, biggest name i heard linked with him was uh, psg mm-hmm. uh, but they got essential and everybody uh, and kangin lee so i'm not sure like how serious they were about getting uh, musa diaby i think musa diaby is actually from psg's academy so I, I thought, you know, with all those uh, talks about it, making the team more Parisian, they'll probably go with him. But yeah, nada. So uh, I think in England, the biggest name I heard was the Newcastle last year, but they were asking like for 100 million or something. So this year, I don't think, I don't really think there were like many suitors. I think he's the only other Why, why though? Why Parisian. though? Isn't he a very good prospect to have around? I don't, I don't think it's uh, fair to classify him as a prospect. The same way. No, not as a prospect. My bad. My bad. I, I put it wrong. Like he's 24-25, but as, yeah, as yeah. a very good addition to any any top squads because I, he has got the, the pace. I think the mm. issue is like, yeah, he's got the pace, but uh, his finishing is poor. So this mm. season, I think he, he improved it and he was better than previously. But I think that's the reason why, uh, you know, at the top clubs, you need players who can make a difference, you know, in key mm. moments. So I, I don't really know if he has that. Tino also adds at least Frimpong, but he is a right back impossible. Uh, Frimpong was never in the equation, right? Like, like we, we would like that to happen, but our club didn't really make any moves. I, I don't like Frimpong, man, personally. Mm. Like, I, I think me and Farouk, we spoke about this as well. I think this guy, he, he cannot defend. And he's mm. probably best suited for a right wing back role. And I remember don't play with a right wing back. So, mm. for me personally, I, I don't really see it. I don't know. Maybe other people know better than me because I don't really watch the Bundesliga every week, week in and week out. So the thing is, um, I haven't watched too extensively as well. Like the the rare Bundesliga game I watch is maybe the Der Klassiker once in a while. But um, from what I've seen and heard about him on social media and, and stuff, like Frimpong is widely liked. Yeah, like people might have the sentiment that he can't defend, but Frimpong. Is always mentioned the top, top, top five, top three fullbacks in the Bundesliga every year. There should be a reasoning behind it. No, um, I think the people love him going forward. He's pretty good mm, offensively. Uh, mm. I think Farouk was telling me that he used to play as a right mid or right winger. I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's pretty much uh, you know transitioned to a right wing back role, and I think that like that's probably one of the reasons why he's not called to the Dutch national team as well because. Probably they think he's better as a right wing back. Although I might be wrong, you know, somebody can correct me. But personally, I think that's the biggest, my biggest issue with him. But then you're absolutely right that a lot of people on social media do seem to love him. Mm. Um, Haaland wouldn't downgrade. Come on now, uh, Mujis says. Mujis, Mujis is a level-headed City fan, if I remember. You know, like um, I'm pretty sure he is. He's on a. He's more. He's on more than a couple of beers. You know, at, at this point, so. Um, I'll, I'll let that slide. Zmap uh, is back again. Big up yourself. He says, still waiting on that FIFA game, guys. The thing is, to get FIFA up and running, I have a team of, of, of over 10 people at the moment, yeah? And the only guy who plays FIFA is me. <laughs> that That's a sad reality. And uh, the day that we have at least four people on, bro, it's a fix. If you want to play 1v1 with me, um, send me a DM on, on Instagram and I'll uh, send you my PS and then, you know, we can... Um, get that underway, uh, but yeah, don't blame me if I if I thrash you though. Um, Sun says, "Have you talked about Have you talked before about the new bun about design? What do you like or don't like? Would you have preferred a different look? I mean, <laughs> we are not exactly architects over here, you know. Um, 
it has that futuristic look and stuff mm, i would say like i'm 50 50 on it you know um, not a huge fan not a huge hater as well and i don't know about you guys mo and jacob uh, if you have anything to add regarding the new bernabao i mean mm-hmm. the pitch and the capacity like the seating area itself like it's amazing like uh, but i mm-hmm. haven't like really seen like what's planned for the, like the mall the shopping areas i'm like mm-hmm. like one day when we do visit like if it's probably like we can plan out a whole day in the bernabao itself so probably like all for the best oh you oh, you you're saying you're saying to the level where you know the camp now is run that you'll basically be uh um tagging your fiance along with you so that you can get married yeah uh, is that the no is that have... the end game no nah, man i thought i'll take huh? you sunet but then fiance is take me <laughs> no chance <laughs> is it a match proposal is it a match proposal between you two <laughs> I have yeah. no idea what what he insinuated by that but no homo yeah no homo <laughs> I, I, I don't really know you know because you guys were like, you guys are always talking in your secret language so secret language, language. You know? we, we are from the same place in india it's it's, it's not a fault bro it's not a fault you know um you that you feel left out it's fine it's fine it's fine but um but on it can never peg jacob as a guy you know who could be pinned yeah. down by one person so, so you know, congratulations wow <laughs> this, 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 this guy is actually actually taking this podcast to you know like um, yeah territories that we don't want to be in uh, apologies to you know all our listeners mo has uh, mo has some some serious um, you know um, hidden motives behind all these statements i don't know if he want to you know uh, paint my image in, in in some dark light you know some sadistic shit but i'm not here for it um speaking about the bernabao we have some exciting stuff in the pipeline hopefully um i'm not sure about the dates but at least from next week we'll be having content directly from the bernabao um fan camps match previews all of that so yeah it's a big big uh move for us you know like it has been something that i've been contemplating ever since um i started this podcast um and we have someone who has had a uh, immense experience in, in in the world of football journalism he has also worked for rm tv as well uh, he has some insider uh, you know contacts as well so hopefully it, it works out man um i have big things planned um for this season i'm pretty sure you know it, it's going to be special this preseason has al- already set the tempo kind of already set the tone um hopefully you know uh, more brilliant things to come uh watch the space you know that's all uh, i'm going to say for now um let's get into it jacob um mbappe left out of the squad basically shunned um as an outcast to train alongside kilian i mean not kilian julian <laughs> draxler i mean julian draxler like i said before we came online has been a name that i've been hearing since i was in high school for him to not have had uh, a foothold you know a proper you know uh, <laughs> you know settled uh, career even now is 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 insane man like i i don't understand how that's happening but yeah if i was mbappe and i'm training with draxler that's that's rock bottom isn't it 
Yeah, when like uh, Mbappe is the kid from home alone, basically his family left him alone. They didn't take him into to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> now he's so. Never... Did they take his brother? I'm take not it. sure. I don't know. Because I think uh, yesterday there was a friendly and his brother and him played and stuff. Oh yeah, it was a couple of days ago. Or oh, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Yeah. I I I I actually saw a story um on his Insta. um where yeah, we're celebrating together and everything yeah yeah so yeah so the, maybe the home alone thing works out huh? if they took his brother <laughs> <laughs> the the plot plot thickens um but yeah man uh who who wants to go first mo um yeah what do you make all of this man starting from that 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 big big headline that you know he was basically left left out of the tour which is which is a huge um um yeah, what do, what do you unexpected for me personally yeah I, it's I, a... i did not go on go on. yeah i did not go think on. that uh, you know they would leave him out because i think uh-huh. a lot of money that stake on that thing mm-hmm. uh, I, but yeah for me personally every noise some uh, you know all those real madrid people people who cover the real madrid was like uh, he's going to go to japan and everything you know even the supposed idks who were claiming that you know uh, mbappe is going to sign before 23rd and everything they were even they were saying that Yeah, now he's probably gonna go to the Japan tour and you know join Real Madrid after that. So I I was I was surprised I was not expecting it, but you know it is what it is. Because uh, Nasser Al Khelaifi kept changing the dates for the deadline, the supposed deadline, you know, that he's just supposed to give answer on. So I'm surprised that he had the guts to come yeah, out. Yeah, to do this. Say, yeah, to do this because I think I I think more than anything everybody's shocked because you know they they have finally done what they were threatening to. because uh, everybody was like yeah they're talking a big game but probably wouldn't be able to back up but you know they've they've done a city and you know backed it up um i think um, it, it 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 is a clear statement um like 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 you said like that that we didn't expect psg to have the balls to you know send out um basically you know uh, saying that if mbappe doesn't renew <clears throat> he has no place in the team but again i've been hearing conflicting reports that you know i, I know th- this is all basically um filler you know that that luis enrique is uh, is going to you know play him regardless if if he if he you know decides to stay and what not um but i think it's basically you know stirred up by maybe enrique's pr team you know to paint him in a better light but um, the jacob leaving him out of of um of the of the japan tour like apart from it being a statement it's also kind of a cry you know uh towards real madrid because you know uh psg's hierarchy know that no matter what they do from here on in he is going to end up at the bernabeu um so do you think that this is basically their final um you know like indirect um you know um con like indirect conversation starter you know to maybe uh you know pull some money out of us i mean not sure how much leverage they have since they already left the player out of training and what not uh, mm. however mm. Uh, like for me this was inevitable right uh, because mbappe basically uh, trashed his whole re- relationship with his uh, die hard french fans with the interview with france football his uh, psg teammates he threw everyone under the bus so I feel like if they he had walked back into training like that would have wouldn't have set a good precedent. So if that 
but uh, if that uh, interview hadn't come out i feel like he would still be training and we still would not have clarity on it so maybe it's like a that interview coming out would have been like a masterstroke from mbappe to force things uh, although like the thing that is like not supporting this plan is that uh, it was reported by mario cortegana right that uh, and leparesian that ps uh, mbappe and real madrid had an agreement uh, that basically said he would leave on a free on 2024 and PSG like are basically along with the interview and this bit of news as well has spurred them on to actually not play him uh, at all because they don't want him to uh, actually go to Real Madrid on a free they uh, see us as our most bitter rivals and leaving on a free would be catastrophic for them yeah i'm actually surprised i i, I didn't know that leparisian and uh, cortagana had said that we had an agreement but just to point it out i would say that uh, arancar rodriguez was like pretty much the club's mouthpiece said there is no agreement for like there is no agreement between real madrid and mbappe for next season or this season just to like put it out there uh, although like not a lot of people actually buy it because you know everybody knows that probably there is like some level of communication between the mbappe clan and uh, florentino so i wouldn't be surprised and i also think that there was this one video if you guys remember uh, where somebody asked Florentino that if he was going to sign Mbappe and he said next year i think that that's something that really pissed uh, PSG off it rubbed <laughs> them the wrong way and uh, for whatever reason they decided to you know just go all gun, guns blazing from there on and then in between you know uh, Mbappe also sent that letter which was signed from last year that he's not going to take up that option i think that just added fuel to the fire and now they they they're like the, that paranoid person you know who are assuming that everybody's plotting against them so i mean it's um the plot is true logic. right like yeah it's not just them imagining that the plot is that but then the plot is actually a foot <laughs> i mean we, we won't ever know till till the window is over probably mm. but like we discussed the 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 pace at what whatever is happening you know like we had kind of touched upon this in one of our earlier mbappe specials i think this is our third one i've lost count um we were never the ones to you know do stuff based on on hype i'm going to reiterate that was never the plan of this channel probably that's why we are you know still at 1k um you know because we don't do clickbait shit but this year there was a real possibility that mbappe was you know going to happen and we couldn't just sit back and you know uh, act like we weren't excited we weren't you know um you know swept away by 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 whatever has been happening um but whatever broke a couple of weeks back we kind of had the the conversation that if something was to happen it would ha- wrap up pretty quickly maybe in the matter of a couple of weeks um we had this conversation in in the chat yesterday mo um like go, like just going off by by the momentum that that this this whole saga has been you know catching on since the last night do you think somewhere around wednesday monday it 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 might you know actually happen you know I, if, uh, this question really makes me feel like i'm uh, you know herado romero or somebody you know jumping around on the no 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 i'm i'm just i'm just I'm, asking I'm, your opinion just, as a fact yeah, yeah, i'm just going to give that so uh, i was just setting the stage you know creates painting the picture but ah, okay, okay. Uh, honestly for me personally uh, it's very really tough to say if it will be done by wednesday 
But mm. I wouldn't be surprised if it moves fast because I think uh, just now I I just like we were we were talking about this before we came on here, right? That there there's some rumor that uh, Mbappe's um, lawyers and stuff they're already talking with PSG to facilitate an exit. Uh, so I think PSG wants him out. Uh, they, they would just want to see what Mbappe clan wants to, you know, maybe leave Paris. Probably uh, a, a part of the bonus that was due to him. I have heard rumors that even last year's bonus wasn't uh, paid to him. So some of that money is also pending. I, I'm not sure about how authentic that news is. You know, so how true that news is. So please don't like you know take it to heart or anything. It's just rumors. Uh, so probably that. And I think we also have to understand the fact that this loyalty bonus that they are paying to Mbappe. Uh, was just another way of, you know, giving him the signing bonus, which they did agree to last year. So they they couldn't give him that huge money in, and, you know, uh, make it like a fit under FFP. So they probably dis- decided to distribute it. I think Mbappe clan wants that money. So probably we'll see how that happens. I think the biggest issue to getting this transfer done fast is probably going to be that loyalty bonus. Uh, but I've heard they- that the clubs are going to work together to pay it. No? Uh, that's a lot of stuff that's coming from... Uh, ITK account, so I mm-hmm. don't really know the authenticity of it. Uh, mm-hmm. from, uh, the reliable reporters like Aranka and everybody, all they've said is like, Ramadan is just watching. We are, we are not privy to anything that's going on uh, between Mbappe and PSG. So till P- PSG calls us and says, you know, we have put uh, Mbappe on, on sale and this is the fee we want. I don't think Madrid is going to do anything. Fair enough. But I think, <clears throat> you know, for so, so, so you're basically implying that unless PSG makes the first move, like we, we are not going to budge, yeah? I think uh, uh, from the club, there is this reticence to get involved with PSG. Because mm-hmm. if you guys remember 2021, like uh, Madrid kept on sending them uh, uh, like higher offers after higher offer. And they essentially stopped responding to it. Uh, after like two or three offers, I think the offers were verbal. And they said, oh, that was a verbal offer. So we didn't know it was serious. So from Madrid side, it's like, you know, you come to us, give us a price, and then we'll decide if we want to pay it or not. They don't really want to get involved in all those shenanigans that happened in, in, at the end of 2021. So, and, you know, <laughs> there was a rumor in La Parisian, there's also some reticence on Madrid side to put too much trust in Mbappe. So I don't really know how much that, how much of truth is there in those, that line of thinking. But uh, for me personally, I think unless and until this, uh, bonus thing gets sorted out and PSG are clear about what kind of a fee they want. Uh, I, I think it will take a little bit of time, but once every, these issues are sorted, I I uh, like I can guess that the transfer is going to go, like I anticipate the transfer to go pretty quickly. Because, you know, PSG want him out and probably the club that wants him would want him for the preseason. Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> my, my only thing is, like, the, the more we delay it, the more it's going to harm us. Like from a purely fan perspective, like yeah, I don't want to, I don't want us to, you know, basically bend over for PSG. Like I'm, I'm never gonna in no dimension. Um, I, I want my club to be doing that. But the thing is, the earlier we get him in, the earlier that he has, uh, some, some, you know, credible amount of preseason, um, in, in his legs, the better our season is gonna look from the get go. Um, the more we delay, the more we dilly dally around waiting for PSG and whatnot. I know the waiting for PSG is the is the right way to go about it, you know, like um, rightly, uh, like, like since you mentioned what happened in the, in the past summer uh, about how, you know, cold they were, you know, like uh, um, when we approached them and whatnot. But the thing is, again, like if, if we want to delay it, it'll be at our own risk. 
Um, I, I, I don't think <clears throat> PSG is, is going to lose much, but we have a lot to lose. Um, I, if I, we, I completely yeah. agree with you when you talk about mm. the preseason. I think it's better, you know, because uh, when players come and do the whole preseason, I think they're better attuned with the team. Mm-hmm. So I completely agree with you there. But I think the biggest issue is about, uh, you know, not losing the upper hand in the negotiation and everything. Because if we go to PSG with an offer and then they keep start, we, we essentially give the owners to them. It's like uh, Madrid won that player. Okay, yeah, everybody knows Madrid won the player, but we, we, by holding this position, we're essentially saying that, you know, you have to tell us that you want to sell them. Otherwise, we are completely fine waiting for next year. So I guess that's that's the strategy that the club are going with. Mm. Jacob, do you have anything to add regarding um, this, you know, the waiting game? I don't know, man. Like, uh, I feel like things are going to like pick up really fast in the next couple of weeks. Before like August hits up, I feel like we're going to make a few offers. And... When is our last preseason game in, 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 the, in the US against uh, Juve? Is it uh, beginning of um, August? First week? Let's look it up. Because we have one final game against Juve, and then nine days later, La Liga kicks off. Juve game is... I think uh, first on thing, third I August. think that this uh, deal could probably get done within the first week of August if everything goes well. But you know, you mm. never know how those negotiations for the signing bonus and everything will go. So mm. that's my only doubt. I mean, uh, see, third of August yeah. is the UV game. In my in my opinion, that's already late, super late, because he has he has no time to you know get get into rhythm, uh, because barely a week later. We have our first game away at the San Mamas. And um, yeah, man, <laughs> ideally I would like him in early, but I, I can understand with the magnitude of this transfer, you know, like why it, it it might take a bit more time. Yeah, go on, Jacob. Yeah, man, I was just uh, mentioning, like, uh, I'm not sure if we are, like, looking to pay uh, the trans- uh, the loyalty bonus or whatnot or share in it. Because Maria Cortegana, mm-hmm. he, he did report that, uh, that the reported fee would likely be around... Uh, 100 to 200 million i'm not sure which side of mm-hmm. uh, that uh, transfer like is actually true because is it closer to 200 is it like a 180 million or is it going to be closer to 100 million and then it all depends on that right and then to see how the clubs handle the transfer remember um <clears throat> we had this conversation in the in the chat as well um like i think 180 is is the fee that it, you know the two clubs are gonna you know finally agree upon but this this whole talk about 100 to 200 million this is just hyperbole there's no way he's gonna cost anything less than 150 no way no chance in hell you know so i think it's gonna be locked in and around 160 to 200 million and i don't think it's gonna cross 200 million ever no chance even with add-ons i don't think that's gonna happen um yeah more uh, but let's, like do you think yeah. we actually have money to pull off like maybe 180 mil plus the loyalty bonus and mbappe salary do you think we have that much money personally i don't know honestly i don't think because people people uh often kind of you know uh dispute the claim that we really don't have uh, you know the the financial power you know financial muscle to pull it off but I don't know. We we can we can we can pull off this transfer, you know, like, like what Mo did at the beginning of this um, episode, you know, with a bit of mental gymnastics. We don't really have to pay all that money up front, maybe, 
took Mbappe, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking, you know, especially regarding the bonus and, and, and stuff. I don't know the legal implications behind it, but I'm pretty sure if we are that tight for, for some funds to, you know, like, let's say 20, 20 million, 20 or billion to, you know, get this over the line, I think we'll find, we'll find, uh, you know, uh, an alternative. So shop what that, I've heard, um, we have the money, mm. it's not a problem. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think we have like 100, between 100 to 150 million in reserves in cash and we have a credit line for getting more money available already so it shouldn't be a problem like so from what i've heard from everybody who's like much more attuned to than me about mm-hmm. the financial side of real madrid and accounts and everything because i'm not from financial side so i don't really understand these things with the with their level of understanding me neither mm-hmm. yeah so for me i think it's personally uh, from what i've read it's like real madrid are perfectly placed if if they have to get him this summer they can get get him this summer if they have to get him next summer they can get him next summer uh the the thing about uh, i think uh, the the issue from remedred side is more to the fact that they're not going to offer him the same contract they offered him in, as a free agent last year if he comes to remedred he has to accept the terms that were in 2021 when we were sending the offers to psg so it's probably going to be around like 25 million uh, after tax in salary and you know you probably add in bonuses and everything they go to 30 million or something and he's not going to get a high signing on fee like he was getting if he signs on as a free agent. I think the rumored numbers were like 160 million and all those big image rights and everything. I think that that would not be on the table anymore. And even if we sign him next uh, summer, it's not going to be on the table. So I think that's one of the conditions that Madrid have placed on him to sign him. When when he when the clan contacted Madrid and said, you know, uh, we we made a mistake signing for renewing with PSG, so we we really want to get away for him to Madrid. So. Let's see what happens. Well, um, let's just get into a few comments um, before we kind of move on. Um, right. Yeah, TT, T Nova was saying, will the arrival of Mbappe kick Rodrigo out of the team in in, in a couple of years? Um, I wouldn't want that to happen personally, you know, being one of his biggest fans um, ever. Um, I want Rodrigo to thrive alongside Vinicius and Mbappe. Um, I don't see that personally happening but you know some people like Farouk has mentioned it earlier that that might be something that that you know turns into an actuality if Rodrigo doesn't really step up because it's not going to be like when Benzema was here if Vinicius and Mbappe are at least like five ten levels above what Rodrigo's output is going to look like there's going to be some fingers pointed not by me not by many of us over here, but but some of the you know uh, fans um, across the world I, and of course you know, in the stadium. In, I would just keep this mm. in mind: the fact that uh, when there are three players who are all looking to score goals, somebody's output is going to go down because not all three mm. of them can score like you know thirty goals yeah. each every summer. So uh, personally, for me, it's tough to say because you know we don't really know what's going to happen after if if we do sign Mbappe. You know, I have to stress mm. this: if we do sign Mbappe. I don't really know what will happen in the future. Would we totally give up on Haaland? Because from what I've heard, uh, Ramuri were pretty surprised when they heard that he had a 200 million release cost or whatever. They, they thought it was too high. So it, it could well end up being that, you know, uh, Rodrigo, Vinicius and Mbappe is the forward line the club bets on into the future, you know, especially with Endrick also coming on. So we might never go for another player. And, you know, these four might be the, the crux of what is our lineup going forward. In that way, I don't think Rodrigo falls off. Mm. Well, let's see. Let's see because, you know, a lot of things can happen in, in a couple of years. You know, a um, lot of many things can go right. Also, a lot of many things can go wrong as well. 
two years in in footballing years is is a long long time yeah i mean um, you all you also what happened with eden hazard so yeah what happened with eden hazard in, in a couple of years as man but that was also accelerated by by the injury he sustained yeah like let's let's be it was mostly due to the injury he sustained yeah but i'm not going to lie um even before the injury like he wasn't exactly chelsea's prime hazard was he i don't think so but i mean he barely played for like 5 months so i don't really know five, it was was it even 5 months 2 months maybe mm yeah mm uh right uh rajat says uh, wow uh what will be a good front three well it, it it's it's out there in in plain daylight rodrigo and mbappe vinicius is going to be the front three unless like what rumors have been suggesting you know carlo is going to play a diamond and you know mbappe is going to be a false nine i mean not mbappe jude bellingham is going to be a false nine and what not you know um i, I don't know how that's going to look but in my in my opinion it's going to be rodrigo vinicius um mbappe yeah for me personally as well i see it as the fourth three because if mbappe comes we all we have a striker now so i think mm. there's no way that uh, ancelotti plays with like you know uh, four midfielders mm. the, uh, the only thing that i would probably change is like I think I although I don't like Rodrigo playing center forward I probably consider you know giving him the option of playing center forward because Mbappe seems to want to play on the wings and stuff so we'll see mm. but I think uh, the three together can be pretty fluid so very very I think they're going to be extremely fluid um um like I'm not sure about Vinicius playing on the right I've seen him maybe a couple of times where you know we are countering and you know he's stuck on the right um he's okay there but Mbappe and uh, Rodrigo they can swap wings effortlessly um I'm I'm pretty sure they like Mbappe is not that good on the right uh, as as per the stats and what not but Rodrigo whenever he starts on the left looks just as good so I think you know like you said it's going to be pretty pretty more than fluid um Hassan says yeah damn I'm late again but uh, yeah they he's basically saying the Mbappe song um wake up yourself Hassan Sun says Perez has a team of interns making sure the fax machine is up and running. Oh yeah. Uh, the 2015 was it a digger debacle. Um yeah. Yeah. Fond memories, fond memories. I still remember how I had to basically hide myself um for a couple of weeks uh back in uni because I was I was going about you know shouting from the rooftops about getting the man but yeah it was it was uh honestly embarrassing um, like it worked out 100% navas man i've i've been pretty vocal you know i love navas more than tibo um any day any day rajat says uh, can we get another center back will we get another center back is that something on 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 our cards no yeah i don't, I don't think I, so i probably give it like so. i probably give it like maybe i don't think next year either but mm-hmm. things could change but i think 2025 is probably the time if right. Militao yeah. and Alaba kind of keep their level from last year um and also Rudiger is added to the mix as well if they three can kind of you know maintain their levels push each other i don't think there is really a need for a, a new center back but like we saw with Arda Gola if something of that ilk who has a high ceiling is pretty young is pretty moderately you know priced i think we are going to you know just uh pull the pull the plug on it um i, I would uh, say that if the city deal doesn't go through for guardiola this summer he mm-hmm. could be a target next summer especially with the fact that 
I think uh, David Alaba is entering the third year of his four-year contract. So mm-hmm. they only have one year left. So probably they could look look to move him on if, you know, there's an opportunity to sign Guardiola or anything. But I don't really see that because I think Guardiola is probably going to go to City, as you mentioned before the podcast started. But I, I would just, still, I would keep an eye on Bastoni at Inter Milan. I could see him being a target 25. Bastoni is 26, 27? No, he's probably 21, 22 or something. Is, is it that young? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm pro- probably mixing up Skriniar's and Bastoni's age. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Bastoni, I think, is pretty pretty young as well. Well, if he's below 23, um, then perfectly, you know, um, a fatal profile, um, 100%. Oh, he's 24, actually. Sorry. 24, 24, yeah. 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 That's, that's what I was thinking because Bastoni was always in the conversation for like a couple of years. So I was thinking he's probably mid-20s by now. But still a very good centre-back. I've seen... I mean, at 26, it wouldn't be a bad signing, yeah. 100%. Um, extensively, like, I've, I've seen what he has done at Inter Milan. He is a beast. Um, very good on the ball. Super aggressive. Um, I, I think very adept with both feet as well, um, which I think uh, is going to, you know, help us even more. Um, yeah, I Bastoni. Think he one of Inter's better players mm. in the Champions League final. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when, <laughs> you know, guys like, Lukaku doesn't really, you know, do you a do you a favor, you know. Bastoni, guys like that. Uh, I I feel for them honestly. Um, Rajat says uh, he's not going to work with Vinny, so they'll have to play split wingers. Maybe could be a good idea. Rajat, you're in for a rude awakening uh, by the end of December. I'm telling you, by like until the Champions League group games are kind of sorted, I would realistically imagine that we are not going to stumble upon a perfect formula uh, regarding how the balance of midfield and the attack is going to look like. But trust me, these guys together are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, yeah, I mean, you I, know, opposed to public perception. I think we Go have ahead. like uh, three left wingers on our attacking lineup, like our starting lineup. Like mm. all of mm. them like to play on the left wing. So like mm. even though it's going to be fluid, I feel like all of them are going to drift towards the left-hand side and then it's, it's going to be like similar to the tenure under Zidane. Like our attacks are going to be focused from the left-hand side. Maybe, maybe. But uh, back then it was... You know, what we could do is like we could change the positioning of the opera and go and move it to the right side. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, could, we, could, we could probably do that if it was FIFA. But um, I, I get the... I get the a general lukewarm reception to having, you know, like you said, like three predominantly um, left-leaning wingers um, playing up front for us. But um, let me tell you, from my short, very short playing career, I usually play cricket more, but very short playing career, can't be called a career, but, you know, very short playing time with football, you know, like it's a game that in my humble opinion, I'm not a tactical it can be very fluid, man. It can be very fluid. Yeah, for the team sheet, you're going to have to, you know, nail down a few positions for certain people. But on the pitch, if the synergy is right, if the understanding between the players are right, um, and if, 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 they, if they are selfless enough, bro, um, it is a recipe for, you know, absolute greatness, honestly. Um, I think if, if things goes to plan, it can be better than BBC in the long run, you know, fingers I, crossed. I, I won't, like, touch that. But I would say that, <laughs> that Ancelotti is the one You'll that see. is our manager, right? 
he's he's mm. probably uh, drawn a lot of brilliant formations to get the best out of the players he has. You know, mm. he, when he was at Milan, when he was at Real Madrid in the first tenure, so he was essentially the one who uh, gave us the four three three. So I think if 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 it was anybody who I trusted to get the mm-hmm. best out of these three together in the same team, I think it will be Carlo Ancelotti. So I'm not really worried about it. And I think it's a bridge that we need to cross when after Mbappe gets here. Right now he's not here. So. Well, he's going to be here. The whole reason we are wasting our fucking time <laughs> and doing this live is basically because, honestly, it's because I believe um, he's almost I, home. I, mean, I, I hope he he is here, but I have lived through the la- last two windows. So. Last, being, last window. I'm being it, 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 Last window, I know, I know. It, it was you know, very increasingly um, um, evident that, you know, like Mbappe wanted the move, but in contrast to that, this season, I think PSG is desperate, which makes me think, you know, um, they're going to give in. Um, TT maybe uh, says Jude played as a false nine in training. I know, I knew he wasn't bought for midfield, striker or right back. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, he's playing along with the Carlo um, fetish for playing everybody uh, at wing back, you know, or, or a false nine. Well, I saw a couple of goals, uh, not today, but yesterday from, from Jude. Man, his finishing is underrated, I'll tell you. Very, very underrated. You know, he reminds me. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know if he scored more than two, but I saw like a couple of goals that were like absolute peaches. Um, even last year when the conversation was brought up, like how would Jude fit in? I was very vocal about why I think he is a proper throwback to your, you know, old school 4-4-2 midfielders, you know, of, of the, you know, late noughties, um, early 2000s and whatnot, um, where his finishing it can sometimes surprise you uh, with, with how calm um, and uh, precise it can be. So, yeah, man, Jude, even, even if he starts... Um, um, in, in a pivot, I'm pretty sure he can, you know, contribute to some goals because, you know, I see that he has a real eye for um, getting goals. And he's not shy. He's no way shy in front of goal. You know, there's no looking for, oh, maybe is there someone I can slip in? No chance. If he sees there's there's an opportunity to bang one in, he's going for it. Um, I like that kind of initiative, you know, um, especially since he's so young. Jude Bellingham is a, is a real specimen. Rajat says, uh, let Mbappe help Real by handing transfer request in. Mm. <laughs> well, well, well. well. Gonna do? Yeah, that's not going to do much. I mean, PSG have, like, they've essentially put him on sale. So. Yeah. Rajat says, do we need to sell players like Nacho to fund our Mbappe deal? No way I'm doing that ever, ever, yeah? Even if there was a possibility to sell Nacho for 50 million, I'm not doing that. Um. Rajat also says, not fully impossible to make three of them work. Oh, he's talking about the front three. You're contradicting yourself a bit, Rajat. Um, Hassan says, I think we should play a 4-4-2, 4-2-4 in attack. Chouamini, Kamavinga, pivot. Vinny left, Mbappe, striker. Rodrigo, center forward, Valverde, Aguilar, right winger. I think it's going to more or less look like somewhat of a 4-4-2 or a 4-2-4 diamond. Uh, you never know. But I think... Us having this plethora of options in, in a variety of positions um, is, is going to make Carlo kind of, you know, uh, find uh, a fine balance between a 4-4-3 and a 4-4-2 um, somewhere along the line. I think that's going to really bring him a lot of success um, because he's well-versed in, in, in 
using both of them you know um in 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 the stance with milan um earlier as well right uh, jacob what else do we have to touch upon uh, regarding the bape situation should we touch upon the letter that was revealed um i think yesterday from psg yeah man uh, the letter Uh, just basically shows that PSG have a lot of insight into what Mbappe is thinking, what Real Madrid is thinking. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's basically a plea to basically uh, please sign for us in the long term or please leave mm-hmm. on a transfer fee. Don't leave on a free uh, because and mm-hmm. they are basically um, asking him, hey, like we ha- took care of you for your whole career, even when you were a teenager. He was. They were basically guilt tripping him uh, and. Mm. that's like a whole essay on I, I, I've, I've been there as a teenager <laughs> <laughs> yeah Man, I find it funny they're, they're talking about oh you be take care of you as a teenager you know like they picked him off the streets when he had nobody believing uh, like, it, like the way they the, the way they frame it it's almost like oh like they are not self-aware that they basically um, engineered this monster right like it's almost like they didn't know what was happening it's almost like oh now you're taking advantage of us why bro like bro yeah, basically I, you did that i i think from what i have read it's like uh, they they paid a lot of money essentially mm. Real Madrid, mm. even at that time remedred matched the offer psg made to monaco but we mm-hmm. got lost on two fronts the fact that we couldn't guarantee him the same amount of play time that uh, psg could and the second was like and the more important one was like we couldn't pay the same amount of money that PSG wanted. Now PSG has had to pay him a lot of lot more to keep him, and I think the chickens have come to roost because nobody can can top that. And he wants to stay for one more season and then leave on a free, you know, get every bit of money that he can from PSG. And now PSG are left like you know, uh, at least get a transfer fee, you know, mm. sort of like begging him to leave. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, man. It's funny. I just really can't understand whether you know the PSG. Uh, press team or basically you know their their uh, major you know crunch decision making personnel are immature people who are you know barely hitting their 20s i think I, it's, I, it's, I, i find it funny that you believe they have like uh, people behind the scenes strategizing every move because for me it's like they go on fifa see who who has the highest potential and try to <laughs> As as football manager, bro, I'm pretty sure they they have a little more sophistication than than FIFA. I mean, football know, manager come. probably would give them a lot more sort of sophistication and probably don't have the intelligence to play that. But honestly, for me personally, I, I, I what do you guys think about the whole thing? Uh, you know, Mbappe decided to move to PSG in his career, like that has been to this point. Do you think his career would have been better if he had moved to just move to Madrid directly? Not necessarily, man. Like at that time, BBC was like. i'm pretty sure he would have come he wouldn't have come across as much playing time but he should have probably come last summer or a bit before that when things were weren't like looking looking really peachy at uh, psg once he had established himself he should have made the move to real madrid the thing is um, i see a completely different future a completely say um completely set of different events you know unfolding if mbappe actually made it in like 2017 because let's 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 be honest if mbappe comes then cristiano is going to move into striker mbappe is going to be left winger then mm. then who gets the drop oh is the God. big you're million saying, dollar question what you're saying mm. benzema is like uh, going to be dropped with zidane no man the thing is no, benzema might not be dropped I but don't i don't think 
I don't think he's getting dropped, but I don't think Benzema is going to be winning the Ballon d'Or. I think personally, no. yeah, probably that wouldn't have happened. But I think, um, I think Isco might have uh, been dropped because Bale essentially, you know, became persona non grata with uh, Zidane. But still, uh, yeah. even if like uh, you know, if he, he had come, probably gets a reduced role in uh, seventeen, eighteen. I think from eighteen, nineteen onwards, he probably would have had a big, huge role. But even then, if we accept the fact that he went to PSG and everything, I think, like Jacob said, you know, uh, he should, shouldn't have stayed at PSG, like, from 21 onwards, probably should have done a bit more to get the move, because I think his, his career has suffered because of that, you know, he's not, like, he has the talent to potentially be winning Ballon d'Or every year, and right now he's, like, struggling to be among the top three, and he has to go around doing interviews, begging people to vote for him, because, you know, nobody takes the league on seriously, despite his international achievements. I think it's, it's, it's a lot... It's a sad statement on his career, given the fact that everybody is so hyped up about Haaland, but nobody seems to have the same opinion about Mbappe. When the fact is, like, personally, I think uh, Mbappe is quite clearly the best player in the world right now. Thing is, the game is all about goals, and Haaland is I mean, Mbappe is scoring goals. Come on, we can't say that. I know, but the way Haaland That's is doing... Thing, right? He's scoring in Liga, so nobody's taking him seriously. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Haaland has a much more instinctive way of finishing. He he just smells goals. Um, I don't think Mbappe is quite like that. Maybe at Madrid, where he's um, consistently more central, he'll develop that because he has the couple yards, three yards, four yards head start over any fucking defender, you know, um, on, on this planet. So he has the time to, you know, uh, set it right. But I think... Even in, boxes, even in crowded boxes, I think a lot of people highlight the fact that Mbappe has pace and, you know, he's able to mm-hmm. beat the defenders. But even in crowded spaces, Mbappe plays really well. If you guys remember Oh, the goal, goal against Argentina, yeah. If you guys remember, like, Argentina, even the goal against Barcelona in, like, 20, mm-hmm. uh, 2021, uh, I think it was 21 or before that, I don't really remember. It's Group really, stages, yeah? Like, mm-hmm. The one they beat Barcelona, like, 4-0 or something. Even in that remember. one, he, he had a good goal against Barcelona in the Boston. I saw it live. Mm. They're getting through crowded players. And then you have also have to remember the goal that he scored against us at uh, in Paris, you know? Yeah, he, yeah. He like Three, four guys tightly marking him. Yeah. yeah, so I, I think Mbappe is pretty good. And I think when it comes to Haaland and Mbappe, I think the question is you're always going to end up, who are you going to take in your team? Like, if you can only pick one. And I think personally, yeah. I would take Mbappe. Mm. Same. Fair enough, fair enough. I would have said Mbappe a couple of years ago, but now I think, you know, Haaland just guarantees you goals, man. Um, I, I think the only caveat would be if, if I have the money, I can take Mbappe otherwise. No? Yeah, that's also another thing, you know, like uh, what if Haaland comes to Madrid and in, in a couple of years, those guys together I, would I, be... I think it's difficult, man. Personally, I think it's difficult. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um... Right. Um, do we have a few comments here? Um, yeah, Hassan was saying, one player we should keep an eye on um, if Guardiola goes to City is Gonzalo Inacio. Uh, 21 left-footed, solid defensively and very good ball-playing ability. I've heard about, about this guy. Um, I'm not pretty sure if he's quite ready yet. Um, that's just me. Um, I think uh, he's talking about like in a couple of years now. I, um, I, I would say just say the the, the issue maybe. with Portuguese players is probably who their agent is. It's almost down to that because I think Jorge Mendes, yeah, club might. Be. Oh, is he Jorge Mendes' client? 
Okay. A lot of Portuguese players are. I'm not exactly sure who his agent is, so I don't know for sure. But I think not only Gonzalo Inacio, there's also this guy called Antonio Silva. And mm. uh, I, I forgot the club. It's probably Benfica. Although, if he's at least when Benfica fans are going to screw me for this. But yeah, he's a Portuguese player and he's <laughs> pretty brilliant as well. So he could be another one to keep an eye on if you're talking about Portuguese talents. So many great center backs, young center backs, you know, um, coming out. Um, like, like what you said, after next year, like I'm not, I'm not very up to date with all the contract situations because personally, for me, uh, that's something that the club should, you know, be keeping an eye on. But for me, uh, like what you said, if Alaba is coming to, you know, just one year within uh, the end of his contract, probably names like this would be. Um, you know, frequently, you know, mentioned next summer. Rajat says, exactly, Inacio will be a great left-footed centre-back who is going to replace Alaba soon and still very young, 21-22. Yeah, I would like my centre-backs to be really young, um, you know, like to add some, some um, you know, athleticism and, and you know, youthfulness to, to our back line. But I would also like some elder statesmen as well in the mix. Um, we don't Milita, have Milita might be the elder <laughs> man that that's gonna be peak you know if Milita was gonna be the guy who was gonna be you know um mentoring these these men I don't know how how you know um Imagine how exactly mentoring people yeah it's it's not exactly a pretty sight is it um maybe maybe we should sign someone Rudiga I don't know if he if he steps up into that role. I'm not sure yet. It's only been one year. Maybe, okay. maybe he. I think Rudiger also has a four-year contract, so probably three years left now. We'll see. How mm. Mm. But do you guys like see so... him actually mentor like young defenders? I'm mean, pretty sure he has some faults in his game. Also, he depends a lot <laughs> on us. His... Jacob, Jacob, be be real with me, yeah. In in today's game, like your Ramoses, your John Terry's, your your Tony Adams. All of that. Who is that defender of that? Ilk? Probably Thiago Silva, but we all know in, in a couple of years' time, he is retired. Yeah. Apart from Thiago Silva, off the top of my head, I can't think of, of a, you know, of a reference point as a centre back. I mean, you, you cannot underrate the lift. He, he's done pretty He's well mid 20s, Bayern. bro. He has a lot of learning to do himself. A lot of learning. A lot of learning. Right People now, hype him up so much. Right now, did, did, People did, hype him up did, did, like he is. Do you remember the game against PSG? Do you remember? Bro, the, I know. The I know. Online clearance? I understand. Matthias Delay, ever since he's gone to Bayern, has been pretty brilliant. Yeah, I think he has bad. been brilliant. But is he and, even, at his very best, is he even good as prime Ricardo Carvalho? I don't think so, bro. I, mean, I don't think so. He's his best yet, right? He's 25, bro. He's 25. So right now, he's entering his peak. Let's and hope he's been, he... He's been around since he was 18. I know, I know. He has a lot of experience in his in yes, his, in his, I, I, I in his locker. Cannot, you cannot underrate how good the lift is. For me personally, I think... Bayern but is he a team. reference point for someone 21-22? I don't think so. In that's that's sense, just me. In what sense would you mean a reference point? When Ramos was growing up, Maldini was... A reference point, probably, you know, someone like here or would have been a reference point when he was way, way, way young. But for guys like now, who, who, who is that, 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 that poster boy for centre backs? I can't think of any real candidates. 
I don't know if I my memory of, is I, failing me again. Might, might have uh, looked at what Van Dyke did at Liverpool and looked at looked up to him. If that is Van Dyke did it for barely two years, bro. But, but barely good, two right? years. He was good, right? For the period he was, he, for the period he was, that speak, was he was brilliant. I think, that was back in 2019. It's 2023. Okay, okay. so right now I think Delft is going to grow into half a decade. Okay, okay. Delft is a shout. I, I, I won't dispute that, right? Is there but anyone from the EPL? Uh, maybe uh, someone from Man City? I don't know. Ruben Diaz, he is good, but is he a reference point? I don't know. John Stones, one good season. Is he a reference point? I don't know. Ronald Araujo, maybe in a five, six good years. Eda Militao, another five good years would get them to that point. But at this stage, bro, the modern game, centre-backs of, of that stature that we used to have when we were growing up is, is, is no longer a thing. Yeah, man. I don't understand why Did, that's the, that's K- the reason. Kielini retired as well, right? Last season. Yeah, I think so. I'm not I think so sure. Oh, I'm he's sure at he's LAFC. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. He's retired, but... MLS is basically retirement, but yeah. Bonucci, Kileni, they're all done, man. Yeah. Done. I mean, Bonucci, all... I always had doubts about him defensively. He's pretty good. Yeah, Bonucci is not that great. Yeah. Bazagli was was the real gunman, you know. People yeah, underrated him. Yeah. Um, who else? Who else can we think about? Um, bro, that's the thing, man. Marquinhos, what, really? What are no. you exactly talking about here? We just thinking, naming defenders or yeah, like... point <laughs> no, it's no, like we a... were going off that conversation about how we need to have some veterans in the mix. Yeah, okay. you know. Uh, yeah, so, maybe two, yeah. three years down the line, Adelaide could be that veteran. We don't know. Damn, you are taking the piss out of my pure sentiment here i don't understand why you guys are so heartless because i'm have i'm having a yearning for for you know that that throwback yeah, center you, back you, who you, you who can become, be uh, for the past five years you've become a nostalgia merchant so, you know, i'm always a nostalgia <laughs> merchant i'm fucking nost fc bro um you know if people didn't already know that you know they should be knowing that by now but yeah like for me you know strikers center backs they have all dried up you know i, I don't know why we have still have good wingers, you know, alhamdulillah, at least in that sense. Midfielders as well. We have some very promising prospects. Even wingbacks who can really do the two-way role, not exactly a thing anymore. Um, right. Uh, Ashik is here. Boys, what's up? Ashik always late, man. I'm not so fond of that. Um, Ashik says, Haaland is, pure, Haaland is a pure scorer, very much like uh, Robin Van Persie. Was it? Uh, RV and my bad, my bad. Um, only physically more imposing. Mbappe is more deep lying forward. Yeah, Rudu Nisleroy was was a was a true menace. You know, like his his eye for a goal was scary, man. Um, and people people underestimate his dribbling skills as well. Very neat. Very neat for someone who is six foot four. You know, maybe we we saw a different Van Nistelrooy, sir. I mean, see, I've only seen his highlights. Yeah, like you have watched him extensively. I would give you that. But from what I've seen, his ability to navigate the uh, the D, you know, inside the box, he could beat a couple of players with ease, man. Shoulder drops, I mean, body feints. I, I, I think Van Nistelrooy is a pretty good penalty box there, but outside of the box, I wouldn't fancy him. 
I didn't say outside of the box. I'm talking about beating players inside the box once, you know, like he's doubled up, doubled up. You know, he's he has always found a way from what I've seen in highlight reels. Probably might not be his, you know, overall picture, but yeah, limited knowledge, bro. Uh, please bear with me. Farooq says, do you guys think this Mbappe saga affects the concept of player power? We are currently in uncharted territory. Would we start to see stars in their prime on short contracts? Guns for hire mercenaries. Is this our Farooq or is it different Farooq? This is Farooq basically writing a crime novella. You know, um, thoughts on that, man. Um, Farooq? It is Farooq. It is Farooq Abdul Hamid. Yeah. Turkish sensation. Sergio Milani's B. fashion icon. Sergio B. Sergio B. Yeah. <laughs> Sergio B. I don't know about this, yeah, personally. Um, this might be a thing in the future, but I don't think, I don't think the big, big clubs um, in, in Europe are necessarily going to allow them to have power. Like we have discussed in earlier podcasts, you know, Real Madrid and their players, uh, especially in the modern Paris reign, has had uh, a 50-50 person, 50-50 uh, kind of, you know, understanding uh, between having and giving, uh, you know, player power uh, and kind of, you know, coexisting in the in the in the same um, dimension and whatnot. Um, but for these guys to be having short-term contracts, like what for, like three years, two years, is never going to happen for I big mean, big players. You could see you know. how many clubs are lining up for Mbappe, right? Offering him a short-term deal and telling him that. But know, that's a stopgap option. No, no. Like, let, let me let, let me finish the point. Uh, they're just they're lining up for him and offering him options to go, like you know come and spend two or three years for us and then you can go to whatever destination club you want to go to. So I think uh, that sort of thing might be seen and for players who are at the level of Kylian Mbappe. But for the others, uh, I, I, I am doubtful that that will be something that happens on a regular basis at, mm. uh, you know, uh, in, foot, in European football. Mm. Yeah, Saudi, Saudi is, a, uh, is an anomaly. You know, um, I wouldn't really... Uh, take it with any seriousness, to be I mean, honest. I mean, give it 10 years and Saudi football will be ruling the world. It won't be ruling the world, but it'll be, you know, miles out of MLS, I'll tell you. The the fans are more it's passionate. Possibly, possibly you know. it, it will take a lot. Like, if uh, Saudi keeps spending the amount of money that they are spending, I'm mm -hmm. really surprised. Because, you know, at, at some point of time, Premier League used to be a laughing stock of European football. Players yeah. were like, why telling agents, why do you want to, why do you want to take us there, you know? It's mm. a joke, it's a prison. And right now, Premier League is probably the best league in the world. So, uh, money can do wonders. I know, I know. But uh, the, that, you know, that hat. the Asian subcontinent would require more than Saudi Arabia to really, to really, because Saudi can't do it. Saudi is not a continent. So it's not the Saudi Arabian I, Champions League. It's the I, Asian I, Champions I, League. I, I would just say that so, as long as they're offering a lot of money, people will mm -hmm. go to play there because right now players are sacrificing uh, European competitions to go and win the Premier League, right? We were just talking, we started the show talking about Musa Diaby going to a mid-table Premier League team when yeah. the team doesn't really... But do you really think he's going there to win the Premier League? That's what I'm talking about. The, the same thing can be replicated at uh, Saudi, you know? A lot of people, they wouldn't be going there to win the Saudi Pro League or whatever it is called, but, you know, they would be going there because it offers good money and there will be a lot of competition there. Because, you know, teams are spending a lot. Let's see, let's see. Um, many fans are against it, but I'll tell you for a fact, it has a better footballing culture than the MLS. 
by god so much better so much more passionate I mean, people it's I mean, not I mean, all about I mean, money like the fifth or like uh, the fifth or sixth league in us so it, it really has tough competition whereas in saudi it's like the premier competition right football so it's it's very really, but i'm just going football. by the general public who call the game the com- soccer and who doesn't know who the mls is has always made for saudi china it's not never mls which everybody understands that's not the comparison is china oh. china china was the one who brought in a lot of money and then you know essentially the government decided to you know shut it down but i think mm. with saudi the difference is like they have a different vision for them i'm just saudi- talking about the people bro they love the game they know who is who bare minimum and they have a pure passionate fan yeah, base for all major clubs for the average football player the comparison is not with mls the comparison is what happened in china and will, will it be able to sustain if saudi is able mm. to sustain i i seriously see them challenging the football top leagues maybe not in 5 years maybe not in 10 years but 15 20 years down the line if the level of investment is sustained we could see like different funny things happen fuck man this is what farooq does to people you know like i, I shouldn't have read out his comment 15 minutes <laughs> the rajat v says uh haland is probably eventually uh, going to come to madrid and mbappe is more like cristiano uh i really hope haland you know makes it to madrid i know it's going to be difficult especially with mbappe you know if he's going to be here hasan says no but i've just checked he is not a uh, jorge mendes client uh, according to transfer market yeah i think that that's that's a plus big plus Just Mohit Power is back. Big up yourself. Just Mohit. He says, hey guys, how are you doing? Um, long time no see. You haven't been keeping up, Just Mohit. You know? Unlike last season, we have been uh, pretty much very consistent on the grind with, with how this preseason has been going. Um, Farooq says, Ruben Diaz regarding veterans, leaders. I hear it, but I need to see at least a couple more you know, top, top tier um, center backs as well. Also, th- this is a caveat, yeah? Unlike Barcelona, yes, Guardiola had a system and whatnot. With City, I think players who leave his system isn't going to be that great. I-, I don't know if it's just fan fiction at this point regarding how City's system basically negates most of, you know, their, their individualistic flaws and whatnot. But I personally believe that's going to be the case. Robert Diaz uh, in a different team, I don't think he looks that good. Oh. I mean, um even in the euros uh, i think ruben diaz like one of, is one of the best cbs uh, for portugal he was pretty good he was he with uh, sporting uh, before he came to city like he he has been good i'm not going to lie but bro is he john terry is he rio ferdinand is he i'm t- i'm talking about the absolute greats of the modern era yeah like he's no way near that kind of level we just got to i'll just say this, gonna... I'll just say this hmm. that uh, there's no denying that ferdin and uh, john terry were absolute best at their position but hmm. right now the way that you're positioning them you're making it tough they need to either the current generation of center backs cannot reach that level anytime i don't think i don't think that it's uh, just me going off by what i see bro yeah. like i don't have anything I, see, i'm not saying it is what you I, i'm not going to back a chelsea legend or a united legend over here no. for cloud No I way. understand where you're coming from, but the fact yeah. of the matter is that the the position that you're putting them on and making mm-hmm. it sound as if the current generation of players cannot reach there is like it is sort it is side of like you know you are slightly biased by nostalgia because I think it is a while yeah Terry and Ferdinand absolute greats of the game, but it doesn't mean that any of the current players cannot reach there. 
give it time. We, we can talk about it when their careers are over. But I think some of the players who play currently will reach that level. Mm. Well, uh, I really hope so for the good of the game. But I personally don't see it unless someone like Rafa Varane. Yes, he has. He did that. He did that to a certain point. If someone of that ilk comes along, I mean, you know, and keep... the fact that the game is mm. always improving, the levels are always increasing. It is hundred percent. The style of football that was played in nineties and two thousands. If you watch it today, it, it's sort of jarring because right now we feel the current style is much more fluid. So mm. you know, it's more skill based and everything. So the level yeah. of quality is always improving. That's the nature. Like it's not just limited to football or everything else uh, as well. Personally, I just miss old school defending where people are a, bo- a lot more braver to put their bodies on the line, regardless of you know. Like I, I respect the ball playing ability. I respect uh, you know them having the composure and whatnot. But you know, guys like Rio Ferdinand, you know, could do both sides. So I'm just just putting it out there. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have. You know, a few good candidates coming up. Rafa Varan was someone I missed when I was in the thick of the uh, nostalgia wave. You know, Rafa Varan was, uh, you know, he really made a case for being, you know, uh, a mix of a very good mix of modern and old school um, centre backs. Right. Um, Ashik was saying one thing everyone is forgetting is that whoever we sign or keep must be able to fit in when we have a new manager. It's not as black and white as we see it. It's a bit more grey. Telling you, um, we we are not we are not a Premier League club. We are not those kind of you know those kind of corporation. I don't know uh, setups, whatever you want to call it. For us, if a manager comes in, he has to work with what he what he has at his disposal. Period. There's no certain way of fitting in a system. Blah blah blah. If Zidane comes in, he will make it work. As simple as that, you know. Um, I, I just more... that, that's the key point about Ramirez that everybody needs to understand. No manager is going to come here and sign players because that was something that I read during the midweek mm-hmm. about Carlo Ancelotti calling up and inquiring about the availability of Vlahovic and everything. That sincerely, like, it, it seriously made me laugh because no manager is going to handle the transfer duties of Real Madrid. Real Madrid have a vision. They they have a vision that comes from the board. Players are going to be signed according to the vision, not according to the vision of which manager is there. So whoever is the manager who's coming in. He has to fit in what, with what Real Madrid wants and what the players that Real Madrid has. It's never going to be the other way around of Real Madrid, you know, uh, uh, bending it backwards to uh, facilitate managers. So I think Real Madrid has to adapt to the players. Hundred percent. The the idealists of, of of the modern world, the tacticals, you know, they always want. Oh, you know, the the signings should be catered to a manager. Blah blah blah. But that's how it should be thought out. You know, like. Uh, like the manager I mean, shouldn't. Manager can be changed. It's much difficult to change players. So. That that's what I, I'm telling you. Like if I was a fan of a top top club, I would want uh, a clear, um, unfiltered, unflinching direction from the top. That no matter who the manager is, they, 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 there is a consistent, you know, vision. Like you said, for for how you know we are gonna go about. You know, um, signings. You know, regarding their profile, their age, you know, style of play, all of that. So for me, that's something much more uh, suitable to believe in. Sustainable. I think it's much more sustainable than buying a couple of players for a manager. Or oh, then, boom, he gets sacked by December, and then, oh, you know what? What is he going to do? Those guys used to play a three at the back. 
this guy is useless and uh, um, you know and, um, um with the four of the back so it's it's uh, it's difficult it's difficult mm, right a few more comments before we kind of move on uh i think it's a full blooded uh, you know back and forth between <laughs> just boy and ashik we we'll leave it at that um hasan was saying i'm locked into palmeiras ball <laughs> this criminal of a manager isn't playing endrick right um i haven't heard much about what's going on with endrick regarding the managerial situation do you have anything to enlighten me more jacob no man i haven't seen anything yeah, from, on twitter as well for me oh from my understanding i don't really watch palmeiras so forgive me if i'm wrong but from my understanding palmeiras already have a pretty damn good team aha uh-huh, so okay okay difficult for endrick to break into it but i think endrick is still getting his chances he's still young so there's going to be some issues growing up because i think even when vinicius came to remember uh, people were really worried about his finishing and look at him now so i think i think he'll be fine we don't really have to worry too much about it uh, i'll just say this that uh, mm-hmm. whenever you talk to uh, managers who play with young players who join real madrid they, they always say that you know players who come to real madrid they might not necessarily be finished the finished article they always have some deficiencies that get up made up with the training at real madrid because real madrid has one of the best academies they have a pr- pretty brilliant group of coaches as well behind the scenes so i am pretty sure that even if endrick comes in and he has some deficiencies Uh, the club will do its utmost to fulfill it because i think if i remember correctly it was uh, ronaldo nazario he he gave a interview recently and he said that when vinicius came came to madrid he talked about some aspects of his game with his weak foot that weren't pretty good like he said he couldn't dribble with his left foot or something and when when he came to real madrid they they really worked hard on it so i think uh, even if endrick doesn't really do reach his best levels at palmeiras i don't really think it's something we need to be worried about 100% 100% um a very good point you know like not every player we get um you know especially you know when when they are approaching their 20s or even if they are in their early 20s isn't necessarily going to be the finished article what we buy them is to hopefully build them up to be the finished article you know that's that's what the uh paying up front for the potential is for right um what else do we have to touch upon um jacob mbappe any any anything spicy that recently broke or something have you been keeping an eye on banded extra yeah man uh, so basically like since the initial breakout of the news and everyone covering it confirming it it uh, there's been a lot of crazy uh, news around like who is actually going to get mbappe like uh, is if not real madrid then who then the reports are that al hilal are offering kylian mbappe a 400 million, million contract al hilal is fucking mad mm. with uh, like a plus 200 million fee to psg and ideally like obviously psg would want this to go through with uh, qatar and uh, qatar obviously with the qatar management preferring him playing closer to home and of course the money is also going to help but do you guys really think mbappe like will go for Saudi league even for one season I'm not sure no i don't think so i don't no. think so i, I think a... uh, like uh, tanzi of uh, lakeep he he said that uh, psg do not expect uh, mbappe to go to any club other than real madrid so i would be incredibly surprised for him you know to go at his peak of its powers to saudi arabia yep you know and if he goes to saudi arabia the asian champions league is going to overtake European Champions League. <laughs> that that'll be an absolute sight, you know. AFC Champions League uh, 
you know, finally pulling finally, more sponsors. Al Hilal versus Al Ittihad. That'll be that'll be uh, that'll be a true sight. Not gonna lie. Nothing broke recently, yeah, Jacob. Apart from no man. Apart but... from that. Yeah, uh, I think we covered everything. Uh, uh, like regarding the letter that uh, got leaked, that got sent to Mbappe. The other thing that we missed, like discussing about, is that uh, PSG, along with saying like we provided everything for you, we gave you money, uh, they also actually apologized to Mbappe, saying like uh, it was out of our control that we could not sign the players that you wanted last season. It was basically because of France's regulations. <laughs> Fuck! I didn't read that. Did you say that? Oh my god! I mean, that was a, an apology. It was more like trying to explain it away. Yeah, but... maybe a justification, but yeah. A justification. Yeah. Fucking hell! They said that, yeah. Yep. The only thing we haven't covered is the fact that PSG are certain to leave him you know, on the bench for the rest of the season. Oh, yeah. That's not going to happen. That's never happened. I mean, never I mean happened. Uh, they did it with Rabio. I wouldn't be surprised if they did it because, you know, to send a uh, message. Uh, <coughs> Adrian Rabio and um, Kylian Mbappe in the same, same conversation, yeah? Fair enough. <laughs> We have reached a new low, people. <laughs> right. Um, Ashik was uh, Ashik was saying, if the striker doesn't fit into certain things, the new manager wants, uh, then he can freeze him out. Ziran has done that with Bale due to his work ethic. Bale was Bale was <laughs> an anomaly. Any other guy apart from Zidane doing what Zidane did to Bale, he would be fired the next day. Yeah. Hundred percent. Ziran was in a, you know, position of ultimate power to, you know, to really, you know, I mean, pull you, that kind of shit. Mm. You all, you only have to look at what Benitez did, right? Rafa Benitez. Mm. He, yeah. He was the one who was freezing out Hamas and Ishwan. Uh, the whole, the board got angry and sacked him, and then Zidane came in and he did the same thing. And Benitez was actually a, a academy player, manager of you know the C team, B team, and whatnot, right? So, yeah, you know, and in. So I think he was actually assistant to Vicente Del Bosque in the lower levels growing up. And then I think he even managed Castilla. So it was sort of like homecoming for him coming back to Rambert Berlin. Yeah. So so in, in totality, uh, a, a much more closely affiliated, affiliated family member than Zidane, right? But yeah, when it comes to when it comes to Zidane, it's, it's different, man. It's funny. Hassan says, uh, sat sixth in the table, drew three and lost two of their last five league games. Palmeiras hype. <laughs> He's basically contesting your claim that they're pretty good. I mean, they, uh, they had a pretty good team. That, that was what I knew. But if I'm mm, wrong, I'm wrong. I, mm. I, I don't... Uh, I, I'm ready to admit that I'm wrong sometimes. We don't, we don't watch it much, man. Right. Um, Ashik was saying, gone are the days when we went for multiple finished articles. We have to go for potentials because it's a cheaper but risky and so far... Cheaper but risky route, I think. And so far, it has paid off more than being a bust. Fox, just now it says, did you guys hear? Wait, wait. Uh, speaking of bust, yeah, like, do you guys know what uh, what's going on with Renier? Like, uh, is there any other club? Oh yeah, him? yeah. Renier's situation is kind of looking messy. It has always looked messy. I don't know where he's gonna go from here. Is he in the yeah, preseason? Me, there, was an, there, was, okay. uh, there was an agreement to send him to Girona. But after the uh, Romeo, he left Girona. I think they're targeting somebody who is non-EU, so they, they don't really have a spot for him anymore. He's not going to preseason. He he stayed back in Madrid. They're looking for a move. All right. 
Andre Zola, uh, uh, what about him, man? Like, he's injured, yeah? yeah? yeah he's injured right now. I, I think he has a muscular overload or something. That's what uh, I just saw on uh, Twitter. I think Aranka Rodriguez, he said it. Yeah, Rainier, Andre Zola is, is written off, yeah. But Rainier, like, do you think he has a revival at any point to maybe someday come back to us? I don't know. It's very difficult to tell about talk about him because he, Honestly, he had a couple yeah. of good good, uh, good games when he was at Castilla, but uh, you know he got injured over there and then he decided to go to Dortmund. And ever since he went to Dortmund, his career has been pretty bad. So I don't really know. Mm. Mm. Yeah, ever since that injury, I mean, he has been playing at the level of Mayoral more than like the level of a good number nine. Mayoral is at a higher level than, uh, than <laughs> Renia, right? Renia Jesus, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I get Jacob's comparison. Um, I get it. I get it. Uh, Jasmoet says, did you guys hear about Mbappe being offered 1 billion yearly income from PSG? 1 billion <laughs> over 10 years, yeah? I think so, yeah. Something like that. Mm. But I don't think <laughs> PSG can sign a renewal, so. Yeah. I think all this is fucking paper talk, man. Paper talk, paper talk, paper talk. And we're going to hear more, you know, outlandish shit um, over the next couple of weeks. I'm just praying it gets done by this week. We have a here we go. From Fabrizio by Wednesday. That's my that's my prediction. That's my premonition. I hope it you know works out. Um, right, TT Baby says I love kebabs a lot. I I don't know what he means by that, but um, yeah, if it's something sexual, keep it to yourself, bro. Um, Hassan says um, uh, he oh no, I think he's he's in conversation with Ashik. Just Mohit was saying yes, a lifetime contract. Uh, Wow, I cannot type today. Just more, it's stay, stay off, stay off the weed, man. Um, Hassan says something to speak on that lunatic Rudiger beating up Gula. Now he may miss the Milan game. Really, during during the warm up, I mean the training, I didn't see that. Was it today? Right, 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 right. No, but, <laughs> but Arda is injured here. Yeah, Arda is injured. injured. Fuck. Shit. So he's not gonna make it for tomorrow. Oh, I don't think he's going to play against Milan. Oh, my God. I was really hoping to see him. Um, but, but, yeah, people... Did, are, you him, did you watch him yesterday? I don't really know. I could watch him, but I didn't really... See, the thing is, I was at work. Like, it was, like, half attention. Um, I did see a couple of neat little dribbles and whatnot, but... Like, apart from the, you know, two bangers, you know, <clears throat> Jude scored, I couldn't pay much attention. But, yeah, people were having fun. Um, like, I could really see those guys were, you know, truly, truly having fun. Um, no, but the thing is, uh, Ar- Arda plays as number 10 instead of a right winger in that team when he played. That's kind of surprising. Yeah, I heard about that. I actually want to see him play that position. I think uh, Guler, he should probably try and see if he can, you know, play him as a false nine or something. <laughs> that would be like a game changer if he can play that position. Uh, as a false nine, or the goaler, I don't yeah. know. How yeah, how tall is he? He's five foot six, seven. Nah. I mean, false nines aren't supposed to go into the box and score goals. I know, I know, but still, still, still. I, a false nine short. like Messi you would totally live up to that Ankara Messi thing. Yeah? <laughs> let's be let's be honest okay he, he's not messy yeah he's not messy but um i, I didn't know that uh, like i've been hearing that he has been playing right wing some games and cam some games um i didn't i couldn't really tell that he was playing cam yesterday but um 
I'm really happy that Carlo is actually but you know it's Carlo man I love the man I'll die for him yeah um especially in front of Farouk I'll I'll take a bullet for him yeah but um we have always seen Carlo do all this oh I'm going to try this try that boom 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 once January rolls in you know what's going to happen that, that that's my only gripe all these multiple solutions you know I think the solutions Guys. are only going to be in place if we don't have a striker. If we have a striker, we're going to play 4-3-3. Yeah, and, simple uh, as. Yeah. There you go. That's the way to go. This, this, that's the formation that suits this team well. So. 100%. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to deny it. But in, during some games, we'll need a plan B. You know, that's just I mean, me. Plan B is Jose Luso. <laughs> yeah. And plan C can become a winger. So, you know. I mean, just not... I don't think it's just... It, I don't think it's just down to personnel. Probably a slight shakeup in the in the formation might might really do the trick, you know, because we can't get predictable like Liverpool. I'm just I'm just just putting it out there, you know. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna see opposition teams come into a game knowing exactly how we are gonna play. Having a you know a couple of tricks up your sleeve is always always. Comparison to Liverpool is not fair because Liverpool are like sort of like mechanical in their approach. They, yeah, it's mechanical and physical. Whereas Real Madrid, they they have more of uh, an inventiveness about them, you know, because of the quality of players that we have. I think there's a, there's a difference in quality between the players. So. Uh, yeah, you 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 you're, you're basically breaking it down too much. Okay, just leave it on the surface. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough. Right. Um, Ashik was saying if I was Mbappe, um, I'd take. Oh, Sun was asking penalty takers. <laughs> if yeah, Mbappe I... comes. I just saw hmm. uh, uh, something from Dario Ash. Uh, he was saying that Vinicius wants to take penalties next season. My so, God. My God. May, may God help us. <laughs> I'm just... Maybe we'll have a rerun of that PSG thing where Neymar and Cavani were fighting over the ball. For the... <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to... Those kind of shit's going to happen. But, uh, yeah. Like, more than Vinicius, I would like Rodrigo to, you know, be taking penalties. You know, apart from that, that howler against Croatia. I'm I'm much more confident with Rodrigo stepping up, but yeah, if Mbappe is there, he's gonna be hogging the ball, man. Um, no doubt. Um, Ashik was saying, if I was Mbappe, I'd take the one billion any day. Yeah, titles are great, but fans will forget about your trophies and titles when new sensation comes to the pitch. I don't think so, Ashik. I don't think so. I think. I don't think so, bro. I think I, I was reading somewhere the one billion over ten years actually. Yeah. Uh, de- uh, like downgrade sa- salary wise for him from his current wages. Uh-huh. Uh, you know. And playing for Ramadan, he's probably going to make that money back, you know, if not mm. from directly from Ramadan, then in uh, endorsements and sponsorships and whatnot. 100%. Just more, it says you can't even respect a legend like Messi where he's enjoying his one goal celebrated in MLS meant more to him than playing for the finished club. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I, I never saw Messi celebrate like. Uh, that much for a goalie throw for PSG. You, know? you should have seen that celebration yesterday. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw it. Like it was like he was incredibly passionate. Hundred so. percent. And the goal was was a peach. Oh, oh my God! Classic. You know, Messi, Messi finish. Um, always great to you know see him play. Um, unlike when I was younger. Yeah, unlike when when I was younger, where he was uh, the pantomime uh, villain. Right. Um, TT maybe says Rodrigo always seems to beat people. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, you know, he is uh, the number one um, prankster. 
Right. Um, Ashik, Ashik always with his uh, way of words. Rutiger likes to give everyone a rude awakening. Right. I, 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 I just hope you didn't mean that in any other sense. Yeah. Just more. It says uh, even as someone here who doesn't like Madrid, I would want Mbappe to join Madrid just for the sake of football. Oh, just more. Are you a Barca fan? I, I forget. Um, Hassan was. Uh, I don't think he's a City fan. No, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe a Liverpool fan because I remember him joining uh, during the time when we did the preview with Grizz. Might be wrong. <clears throat> Hassan says, "Holy shit! I forgot the game was tomorrow." Yeah, it's tomorrow, man. 10 p.m. EST. It's a fucking. I don't know what the time is. I need to buy Red Bulls. The game is gonna be at 3 a.m. for me. Yeah, the time is fucked up for the first game, but I think it's okay for the the last two games. Jasmine says, "No, I'm a neutral." I don't like Madrid, however. Come on, man. You should have a lean towards someone. You can't be a neutral in football. I have no idea how you can really be invested in the game unless you root for someone. You can't be a neutral. This is not fucking golf. Maybe right. He's a mini Farouk, you know, looking at, looking at every team before he finds, you know, settles on one. Oh, yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah. Farouk sometimes likes to uh, see his football clubs in the same way as. Uh, Birds, yeah, chicks, <laughs> suitable women. I don't know how to put it. Just more, it says, uh, but I enjoy you guys discussing and having banter at times. LOL, appreciate it, bro. Um, appreciate the love, man. Right, <clears throat> um, is there anything else that we need to kind of touch upon? Any other transfer rumors that might uh interest us? Anything outgoing, incoming? Yeah, man. I think that's basically it. Till yeah. the Mbappe thing happens, I don't think Madrid is going to do anything. Maybe apart from Odrio Zola leaving. Mm, yeah, Odrio Zola. Right. right. TT maybe says you can't be neutral in golf either. Yeah, I, 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 I was just saying it. <laughs> what, what sport can you be neutral in? Is there a sport you can, you can be neutral in? I don't know. I'm struggling, struggling. Uh, I, I, I have trouble understanding golf as it is, so I don't know. Maybe yeah, <laughs> me too. I've never seen a game in my life apart from, you know, Gareth Bale having that uh, that hole-in-one or something. I, I don't know. How do you how do you call it? Anyway, <clears throat> just more, it says, Haaland released clause in 2024 for 200 million. Is that true? I don't know. I'll just say this, the fact that the agency that represents Haaland they always like giving players the option, like the freedom to decide their contract, as they say. So I wouldn't mm. be surprised. Mm. I don't see Mbappe and Haaland both being signed, <clears throat> seeing how his dad is interested for him to join RMA. Mm. Right. Uh, there was Just... actually an interesting <clears throat> hypothesis, right? The fact is, like, uh, once Haaland won the Champions League and everything, that's when this rumors about the letter and everything leaked. So there was this suggestion that maybe Mbappe is, you know, sort of, uh, I think, uh, pushing to leave uh, uh, PSG and move to Madrid because he's afraid about Haaland hawking all the spotlight and everything. Hmm. So, and I think uh, last season there was a rumor that Haaland actually uh, decided not uh, not to entertain, like uh, give too much uh, chance to Real Madrid uh, because of the fact that they were scared that Mbappe is going to come to Madrid and, you know, take away the spotlight. So I, I don't know if Mbappe comes and Haaland is also going to come to Madrid. Although openly they might deny it, but... Yeah. yeah. 
<clears throat> Titi maybe has a very good example. You know, he says you can be neutral when you watch Barcelona against Atleti. You neutrally want both to lose. Fair enough. That's a that's a good good shout. <clears throat> Hassan says, uh, if we can't get Mbappe, go City and put sixty million on the table for Julian Alvarez. Would you do that? I don't know. I, 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 sixty million is a big amount. I don't think you can pry him away even for sixty million. You know. Julian Alvarez will be will be a difficult operation, but um, I think that's pretty much it, people from us. Um, we try to kind of keep up with all of this, you know. We want to have a mini vacay of sorts during preseason, which is basically the only time we get to, you know, kind of wind down. Um, but boom, there you go. Um, is it in in a month? August August the twelfth is the first match day. August thirteen. Away yeah. at San Mamis. Yep. August thirteen. Yeah. So it's it's less than a month. Yep. Less than a month. I can't fucking believe how you know this this whole preseason has flown by, man. It's uh it's fucking mad. Um, <clears throat> but we'll be having a lot more content on the way. Um, especially tomorrow. Don't forget, we'll be here for the watch along. Me and Jacob, um, me obviously. I think even Jacob will be on, you know, the pirated stream. So we'll be a couple of minutes behind uh, the live stream probably, but um, we'll kind of, you know, uh, try to keep it moving and whatnot. Um, so yeah, show some love, show some support for the watch along. If you guys can, you know, um, be here and. Uh, Hassan was saying, yes, you can get Don John Junikarafa to Junikarafa. You see how Pep works. If he feels a player wants to go, he let them go. We have seen that with Sane. Yeah, probably he's talking about uh, Haaland. Talking about Junikarafat, um, we might actually have Junikarafat when he's retired on the podcast. You know, I'll just say that much because you know ever since I heard that we might have a possibility to, you know, really have a chat with him. Man, I I can't stop thinking about it. You know, like it'll be it'll be pretty fucking massive for us. I hope I won't be fifty by then. You know, I I want him to stay. You know, as as long as possible with us, and you know, sign even more uh, future stars and whatnot. But yeah, the actual thought of actually you know having him on on the podcast is is just uh, dizzying for me. I'm not gonna lie. <clears throat> but uh, I'll reiterate this again. This season is going to be super special. We are having, uh, we'll be having content from the Bernabeu. We'll be having people from the Bernabeu, you know, speaking to fans, um, previewing games directly from the Bernabeu as well. So this is a huge, a massive step up for us as a team. This was um, a podcast formed by a few lifelong fans that that just met up on Reddit. We really don't have any kind of a superstar. Status: We are not super fans. We don't have, you know, individualistic fan followings or, you know, um, or, or any of that. But <clears throat> this has been a team effort, for you know, followed by a lot of sacrifice that has been, you know, um, done to kind of make this happen over the course of two years. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, this season is 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 going to be truly special. I'll I'll just say that much. Also, we'll be having Saeed um, from the Big Six, <clears throat> hopefully on Tuesday. To talk about Manchester United, um, it's, it's it's been a long time coming. You know, like we have been looking for uh, you know proper excuses to get on the rest of the big six. So Saeed being here is gonna be a proper box office. Um, 
I'll I'll finally have my you know uh, moment you know true true moment to you know kind of you know um, uh, you know <laughs> kind of talk down United. I've been waiting for this moment for so many years. I have a, a platform finally, hopefully on Tuesday. Also, big up all of uh, our listeners on uh, our audio platforms. We recently hit 30k. Um, if you haven't read uh, our um, tweet or our Instagram post. it took us one year to get to 10k six months to get to 20k uh just barely two months to get to 30k so it's been massive massive support from all of you man this this kind of love was something that i dreamt of you know the day that um we kind of started this podcast so to actually see it truly happening unfolding you know in, in front of our very eyes is uh, truly truly humbling so uh big up all of you man big up every one of you you know in the chat hasan ashik um all of you guys you know just more has all always been here to you know support us and you know uh show some love um also friendly reminder we have over 8 800 followers on spotify last year when i mean last week when we did the adagula special with lara karajan i had mentioned we have over 800 followers and just 30 reviews on on spotify we need to get that number up i'm not gonna i'm not gonna canvas you for getting five star reviews only give us your feedback we need more reviews man the reviews to followers ratio should be much much better um I mean, also don't apple news right you know apple apple sorry i forgot i'm saying even on apple podcasts apple podcasts podcast as well yeah yeah do 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 put in your reviews man um it'll help us uh, 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 a long way you know because again this is something that we do on the side this is not our primary job you know um to make this happen we have to make a lot of sacrifices from every end right also don't forget to support our partners uh, on instagram remedy committee they run a brilliant fan page go and check them out hopefully the next mbappe special is going to be a uh, here we go you know um fingers crossed uh, it's going to be massive it's going to be a massive couple of weeks i have this feeling i really do have this feeling it's going to be truly special this 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 month end and the beginning of august um but until next time people hala madrid hala madrid No way